In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Welcome to this week's episode of the PhD Podcast. It is your girl, Ebony, and I'm very excited about this week's episode. Um, before, we, before we begin, let's do a little housekeeping. Um, if you're on any of the social media network, you can follow me on all platforms at The Professional Homegirl. You can follow the podcast at the PhD Podcast, and you can follow the beauty line that I just launched that I'm very excited about at Ebony Beauty. So I really want to get into this conversation because I'm really excited. I feel like my guest is going to be very informative. Um, This is something that I think that we should be talking more about, and not just with this topic, but with just in general and how we should treat each other and how we can learn from each other. So... I was doing my research because I really wanted to touch on some questions that I feel like my guests can like shed light on. And I didn't know that 16.9 million people tuned in to hear Bruce Jenner's story on his transition to becoming Caitlyn Jenner. So with that being said, um, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and your journey and becoming a a trans woman? Okay, well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my story that's a, that's a lie we gotta start way from the beginning <laughs> right so my story is totally different from Caitlyn because I am not a white woman and I'm not Absolutely. rich <laughs> so yet amen but um I started my story starts out I'm from Miami Florida born and raised my parents are from the islands my mom is Jamaican my father's Haitian so I grew up in a very um island background everything was Mm. i went to school in an american culture and then when i went home it was all about everything island you would have thought i lived in jamaica 
So it was like a very a, mm-hmm. a big disconnect because I was hanging out with my American friends, and then when I went home, it was purely Jamaica. So that was bad. And mm-hmm. my mom was very Christian. We went to Bible study. I was a part of the choir. We went to church on Sunday. Wow. You don't get to go outside and play after certain hours. Very strict. Very mm-hmm. traditional. So. Mm-hmm. that's how my earlier years were uh, we were very spoiled but we were it was a lot of discipline and you knew better you knew not to do a lot of things mm-hmm. which is why when I get deeper into my story you'll understand more things um I was always I knew I was a woman I, I always knew it was a matter of being in the space to be able to become the woman that I'm becoming today I didn't have that mm-hmm. space earlier on because I was in such a strict environment you were not gonna you're not going to walk around like that. You're not talking about that. We're not discussing that. And you're not going to be that because you're not going to embarrass the family. That's what the thought when you, was. When you, said that you, when you said that you always knew, do you think that you were born in the wrong yes. body? I do believe that mm. my soul does not connect with my body, the physical, because I'm purely woman. And so mm. I have to deal with the outer shell, which definitely does not match that and that's where the part of gender dysphoria comes in it's saying that Mm. I'm born a certain way my my physical attributes say this but my mental and spiritual side express a whole nother gender so that's why Mm -hmm. many of us go through a period of they they make you go do therapy and you have to get signed off by mm-hmm. a therapist saying that you're going through gender dysphoria so that you can then begin hormones and things like that Mm-hmm. So that's the whole process with the proper way to do it. The proper way is you go to a therapist, you get diagnosed with gender dysphoria, and then you see an endocrinologist or an ARNP who works in a facility that provides care for trans people, and you start your hormones and you just begin your journey. You know, I was gonna, I'm gonna definitely come back to that because I was going through your uh, stories, uh-huh. your Insta story. Oh, no, I think it was your post. And you were saying, like, listen, you need to make sure that you take care of yourself and do things the yes. right way. Because I always anybody can do. Yeah. And I thought that was very important that you said that because I feel like people be such in a hurry to be who they really want to be. But it takes time and you got to do things the right way so you can be, yes. you know, mentally prepared, physically prepared. Yeah, it, it, it can be a very big um Emotionally problem. prepared. Because you want to be who you are so bad that you're willing to go to the extremes to become that person. And I was once yeah. there and I had to stop myself. I'm like, okay, you need to slow down. You're only going to become who you need to become within time. So I had to realize, mm. like, okay, you know what? It's a process. I need to trust the process. And my features are not going to change in a day. My endocrinologist. No, you ain't never lie. He was like, listen, it's as if you're going through puberty. A girl goes through puberty from the age of like 12 up until maybe 25. You have a lot Mm -hmm. of years to go through these changes before you fully blossom into who you want to become. Well, I'm 27. (laughs) Oh, well, you look good. I mean, you 27 is still young, but I thought you were younger, but you still look good. You're still young. (laughs) I don't feel like it because it's like I'm almost 30, girl. Oh please, girl! I'm 30. <laughs> you don't feel like that. I, I'm one of my because I'm like, oh my god! The other day, I'm like, Lord, I'm about to be. I'm gonna be 30 soon. What? <laughs> this is crazy. No, stop it. 
So a little bit more about your background. So it's in like a very strict household. Yes, very strict. My mom was like, you went to school and got a B. Why did you get a B? I didn't send you to school to get a B. You have to get A. Mm. So so when did you when did you start realizing that like, you know what? I think I'm going to okay. go through with it. Like I'm, I want to so, do I knew since I was young that I was a girl. And one of my mm-hmm. best friends, cousin, sister, we grew up together. She was, um, she knew too. And we were tight like glue. And she, mm-hmm. she didn't view me as a, a male or a boy. We we took showers together and everything. In, in the hindsight, you oh, wow. think that, oh my God, it's a boy and a girl in a tub. We thought we were two girls in a tub. Everything she did, I did. Really? And wow. We didn't mm-hmm. never think, I never thought that I was a guy. It was only until I started getting my, when I went from elementary up into middle school is when you realize like, okay, the, the kids are telling you that you are a boy and your mom is reiterating that you are a boy. But my aunt, see the backstory, my aunt wanted to adopt me from my mom because she oh, wow. knew and she saw within me what it was and she wanted to adopt me so that I can blossom and be who I need to be but my mom said no did she ever tell you what did she what did she see in you like how did she know who, my aunt yeah aunt. well my aunt basically said because I used to go to my aunt house all the time and she was like you mm-hmm. want to come stay with me because when I was at her house I could be whoever I wanted to be I was free right you yes. was comfortable and I was like yes she's like, I'm gonna ask your mom if you can come stay with me and I'm gonna take you so when she asked my mom and she tried to present the scenario of let me adopt her, let me take her under my wing, my mom was like, no, you're not taking my child. No, 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 no. She was not having that. In her mind, no, it's not real. And so I battled with the fact that I had to be in this house where I couldn't be who I wanted to be. So the depression started very early very wow i say like fourth third grade wow that's yeah long. i was like very depressed i didn't want to do nothing i didn't want to be around people i wasn't happy. no i was not happy at yeah. all and so <laughs> that went on for a long time until i just I, I had to get over it but i would go to i would every chance i got i went to my aunt house Mm. until something happened so while I was like 13 and this is when the view of myself changed and when I really realized that people were against the LGBT community I had a friend Mm. I was on a train and we were both going somewhere and the guy must have said something to her I had to be like 12 and I was like, don't talk about my friend like that. And he got, she got off the train and I was there by myself. Now I'm a 12 year old mm-hmm. on the train and it's about 7 PM. And I was going to my aunt's house. The guy physically assaulted me on the train and, and called wow. me all these obscenities, you faggot and blah, 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 blah. And all of these adults on the train did nothing. Nobody, helped nobody you? helped me. Oh my yeah. god! Everybody just sat and watched. Nobody did anything. That's so. That is really fucking disgusting. How can you let some? I mean, first of all, you should, nobody should be putting their hands on anybody. But to put a grown yeah, he had to be man like put your hands on a kid. Old. Like he was a grown man. He was old. I was young. Right, you was a kid. Yeah, and he 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 beat me up and got off the train and nobody 
nobody nothing all of these adults on the train and nobody did nothing so i just sat there crying and i got off the train oh my god i went to my aunt house and i didn't say a word she mm. never knew i didn't tell my cousin i didn't tell my nobody the only way that they found out was i think last year was the first time i even mentioned it really because that is i mean that probably affected it was just traumatic because that was the point right. that i went from being oh my god i'm a girl i'm happy to no, this is dangerous. Somebody can hurt you. Somebody did hurt you. I need oh to pull my myself God. away. I need to step back. So I went into a shell. You know, what's so funny. I feel like with the in the world that we live in, like you would think that a lot of things are more accepting and a lot a little bit people have a little bit more grace to be understanding. But then sometimes I be thinking like, damn, like people are still like mean yeah. and racist and evil, mm-hmm. like. How do you hurt somebody like that? You know, just because of their, just because of who they identify with in their gender or the color, like just or their orientation. Like people are just really fucking disgusting. Hate crimes are real, girl. Seriously, hate crimes are very, very real. And the the, I never got over the fact that these grown adults was there. I know they probably had kids. Just watch it. And I'm like, nobody, they just watched me sit there and cry and get beat up. <laughs> I was like, what? Wow. And nobody no. came over there and asked you if you was okay, mm-hmm. offered you some tissue or something. I guess because I was gay and they were. You think that's what it was? I, 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 that's the only thing I could think of, unless they were scared of him, but it's more of you than him. it was only him. Right. Yeah. Damn. You know, I'm really sorry that happened to you. That's really disgusting. <laughs> it happened. I'm no, serious, because you know what it is? When I think about, like, having kids in the future, and I think about, like, what if my child is gay, or what if my child is, what I mean, my child is going to yeah. be black, or, like, the things that we really go through, and, it, and it's scary. It's really scary. It's scary. It's very scary, because when you see your child out in the world, there's only so much protection that you can give them, because they're not going to always be with you. So you, you it's, it's a scary world out there. Word. So when did you finally decide to like go through with the full transition? So, um, all through high school. So I went to middle school and all through high school, mm-hmm. I just I played the role as a gay friend. I was like, I'm gonna stay mm-hmm. in this little lane. I'm not really gonna jump out the window because I, I stay at home with my mom and I don't really have the space. So let me just lay low. Went graduated high school, went to college, got my first degree. Um. I am the first of my family because my parents are immigrants to have a degree. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's congratulations. That's what's up. <laughs> and <laughs> both my parents, my mother came here at 16. My father came here at six, 17 and they both, they never acquired a high school education. So right. that was major for me. And then after getting my degree, I stayed home and I worked because I wanted to make money. So I got me a job and mm-hmm. I started working and I was focused on making money and I was helping out at home. I wasn't I wasn't in my mind. I wanted to transition, but where I was living, I was living in a small town in Miami. Everyone knows everybody. Everybody knows my mom. So if I began the process, somebody going to tell her. Mm-hmm. And I value her opinion so much that if she You don't think that she knew She that? know everything. She knows everything mm. <laughs> everything that's a mama for you <laughs> it was only until 
there's these incidents. I had an incident at home. And, um, mm-hmm. well, okay, so how it went was I started to gain more popularity online. I was just only on Facebook. And I was being becoming known for my hair and my makeup. And I was playing between the two. Like, I would be rocking my hair on women's clothing. And I was also gay. And I was doing, like, I was doing, and I was getting popular from it. So, one day, my brother came and was like, somebody told me they seen you online with a wig on. And I was like, why are you worried about it? You don't pay for it. It's none of your business. <laughs> right. And he was like, you can't be like that in this house. So he went into my room, destroyed all of my wigs, they cut up oh, my wow. clothes, broke my items, literally went on a rampage. And then when my mom came, I was like, you know, this happened. She didn't say nothing. It was as if her silence was saying that should have happened. That's how I felt. She right. didn't. She didn't defend me. She didn't stand up for me. And that was mm-hmm. I was at my breaking point. This is now I fast forward to this. I was at twenty six, twenty five, and wow. I said, you know what? It's time to go. I think I've tried to play by the rules. I do everything you want me to do, but I have to leave because I gotta go get my own life. Yeah, I left. I was staying with my so cousin. This was I was sleeping on her floor. Mm-hmm. Um, I packed up all my things. I was sleeping on her floor, and so, and then I got a blow up mattress, and I stayed there until I could find me a place. I got me an apartment, and I moved into my apartment. And immediately, I moved in August. By November, I was already on my hormones. I knew this is what I wanted to do. Wow! So tell us more about the hormones. So, like, how many pills do you have to take? Okay, so initially, when I first started, I went. And I did my research. Were you scared? I, I was very scared because I don't. I didn't know what I was doing, it. and I was doing it all on my own. I didn't have any support. Right. So Google was my best friend. I went on Google and I searched up. They have a website that provides trans people with clinics and behavioral health doctors that can give you the help that you need. And so I Googled in my area looking for a doctor. They put me with a specific hospital that specializes in trans health. And they set me up appointment. Went to the endocrinologist. The first question he asked me was, what is your name? So I told him my prior name. He said, no, what do you want me to call you? Because that's now your Mm -hmm. name. And, you know, I was doing my research. um, And a lot of people may not know this, but, like, that's very important to be for you to recognize the person the way they want to be recognized or identify the person that they want to be identified with because a lot of people don't have a lot of respect and common sense and they yeah you have to identifying us properly is very important because that's Mm -hmm. as if somebody walking up to you saying hey black girl you're like wait wait, right i have a name my name is hey black girl So identifying people properly is very important. That just goes back to the slavery days when the Africans were brought here and they were stripped of their names and then given names. The Mm -hmm. point is why people are fighting to get their freedom is that they want to be addressed properly. And Mm -hmm. and so transferring back to going back to this point is like, trans people just want to be identified properly we want to be respected in the same light 
and treat it. Yeah, that's it's, it's the same, literally the same fight. <laughs> it's the same fight. No, I agree. <laughs> but I, what I back to my um story. I um went to an endocrinologist. He prescribed me hormones. Um, I'm on mm-hmm. estrogen, and I take another pill called spironolactone. So spironolactone is a testosterone blocker. Since I was biologically oh, wow. born a male, my body mm-hmm. naturally produces testosterone. So in right. order for me to be able to change my body with the estrogen, I have to block out all the testosterone. And start producing um, And then I supplement estrogen. with the estrogen. Mm-hmm. Now, currently, my estrogen level is that of a pregnant woman. Oh, yeah, wow. It's like I'm carrying, you would think I was carrying twins. Oh, that's good. Is it good? Girl, emotional. <laughs> mood I mean, swing. Emotionally, you probably over the place. <laughs> Nausea. I, I guess I was saying that it's good because the fact that it's that high. Yes, because I have to give myself that amount. I started at a very low dose. And this is right. why I tell them, go to the doctors. Because if you do not know what you're putting into your body and you're not checking your levels, you can be damaging your kidneys, your liver, and any other organ in your body. But wait, so when you say go to a doctor, can you get this on the street? Like like a black there, market? There's a black market for everything. Wow. And a lot of trans but I would, women... I don't understand. Okay, a lot of trans... I'm blessed that I work in a field where I have health care. A lot of trans women... Some of them that I know do not have health care, so they can't just walk into a doctor's office and get hormones like that. They don't have insurance. Yeah, because it's probably very expensive, too. So the other way is, let me get online. Let me Google how I can buy them. Let me find out with the girl on YouTube who looks good. Let me find out how much estrogen she's taking. Let me go on YouTube and buy some estrogen wow. from probably Japan. Well, you don't know exactly what's in it. And but why would you want to buy something that has some that can have an that has an effect on your yes. body off online? You know yes. what I'm saying? Like that sounds crazy. To me. That's because we are desperate to be who we feel we are. Wow. I'm grateful. I never had to go that route, and I've been doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. Because at any at any moment there's something going on, I know that I'm checking my levels, and I can stop. I wouldn't want to stop, but. My health right. is very important. When do you stop? Like, do are you supposed to stop soon? So, you, my like, is there a um, endocrinologist told me that I will basically be on hormones until about the age fifty, because that's when a woman goes through menopause, yeah. and then after that, you don't take it anymore because by then you should have all your change. Everything should be have changed by then, way mm-hmm. before then. You should physically be everything that you desire by then and then mm-hmm. on top of that you can't continue to take all this estrogen for that many years because it could become cancerous oh wow yes that's why a woman's body naturally become does the menopause because you can't keep having all this estrogen in your body that is true that is true wow and well you you have insurance but I'm assuming that, but, yeah it's I say you have insurance. I'm assuming that it can be um, pretty expensive too. Well, see, I do have insurance. However, I live in the state of Florida, and the state of Florida is a Republican state, so they don't cover anything. Oh wow! So I pay for my own estrogen. I pay for my own testosterone blocker. I do get a discount 
for to see the endocrinologist because I have insurance, but that's it. My insurance says that the procedures that I would like, like if I want to get my breasts done, if I want to get lipo, if I want to get my jaw and chin done, those type of things, they consider that um, cosmetics. However, yeah, and when I was when I was looking at the fees to remove your um your private part, that's like almost forty thousand dollars to remove your penis. Yeah, if you wanna, that's called a SRS sexual reassignment surgery. If I was to get an SRS, it's pretty expensive. And you know what's crazy? I just was talking to one of my guy friends. He was over here, and I was like. Do you think that I have to have the surgery? He said, I mean, if you want to complete your transition, you should. I was like, that's pretty, mm. that's a pretty expensive surgery. Hell yeah. And I just was thinking to myself, I don't know if I want to spend all that money. <laughs> Do you feel like you need to have it to, to, be, In the to be fully a woman? I felt like, oh my God, I want to get the whole surgery. But when I started mm-hmm. to date as a trans woman and men were still attracted to me regardless of my bottom half I didn't care at that point because it was like wait a man still loves me regardless of the fact well how has it been dating oh god dating (laughs) 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 so okay I I have to drop (laughs) so from I I, I'm just gonna have to tell you girl (laughs) (laughs) so I'm 27 now I lost my virginity this last Saturday. What? <laughs> oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so I waited a very long time because my very strict mother was like, you're going to go to hell if you have sex before marriage. Wow. Good for you. How was it? So. What, like, how was it? Like, was it good? Like, Oh like my it? God. <laughs> So, starting, okay, I mean, you I've been on hormones. So, you can, you can be, you can be, yeah, candid, I'm going to give you the tea. I've been on hormones <laughs> since November of last year. So, it's only okay. been one year that I've been on hormones, but I've had so many changes within that one year. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Which is why I go back to making sure you do it the right way so that you can get the most effective results. Mm-hmm. I um was in the first year of my transition. I was not doing any hormones. I mean, not hormones. But I was not dating. I was in. T- I was not allowing myself to date because I just felt like uh, I want to focus on my transition. I really want to devote my time to make sure I'm doing it the right way. Right. So January of this year, I was like, "Girl, fuck all that. I ain't doing this." No right. <laughs> so, I started going on dates, and I went on some very trashy dates in the first month of January. It'd be like that. It'd be like Listen, I went to one day You gotta kiss a couple of frogs. Where he had me come to the date and he was like, I have something to tell you. And I'm looking at him and he's like, well, you know, I have a girlfriend. I'm in an open relationship. Excuse me? Wait, what? I'm like, wait, what? How do you feel about that? How do you feel about men that's with women like, how do you feel about a situation like that? I felt disgusted because it's like, I've been talking to you for two weeks. You never told me you had a girlfriend. I don't want right. to be with you if you have a girlfriend. I'm stingy. I want to be in a Listen. strictly monogamous relationship. Because I don't know why you coming to me for if you got he a was whole like, girlfriend. Well, you, know, like, you seem like you're a fun girl. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. So is it difficult for you to 
Well, have you been in a serious relationship? So since I have transitioned, I haven't been in a serious relationship. No, I have not been in a very in-depth relationship. You've been in a situation where you felt comfortable enough for you to tell that person about your transition and how you've been feeling about that lately. Um, I'm very comfortable now. And since yeah. dating now has become, I wouldn't say easy, but it's I'm more comfortable with it. I don't mind. Mm-hmm going out on dates even though I'm still a little fearful because of course these men are dangerous and you know they, they'll lie and say yeah. no oh we try to trick them nobody tricked you you knew and that's what I get afraid for I hate when people say they didn't know when you knew and then and especially when you watch all these movies and these documentaries they don't want to like, admit the truth so it's like right. let me lie about it and uh, because they don't uh, want to be honest with themselves no they don't want to be honest about it because i mean i tried to put into perspective if i was mm-hmm. raised up in such a strict christian household they probably was raised in such a strict background too and coming out see the difference for coming out for a trans woman you might get bashed but you'll be able to survive to a degree because you can be able to maneuver yourself you know but mm-hmm. these men I guess they feel like they'll lose their livelihoods they'll lose their families they'll lose so much that they are not willing to be truthful but you're lying to yourself and right. you're still gonna like trans women it's never mm-hmm. gonna change but why do you think there's such like a a negative connotation with men being with trans women like why do you think a man I personally like, Yo. am not gonna be with a man who has a wife or a girlfriend Right. I'm not doing that because I want you to be committed to me. I want you right. to give me attention and affection. I want you to devote your time to me. You cannot devote your time to me if you have a girlfriend. I'm only going to get half of you. And see, then I'm going to go crazy right. on you. And then you're not even living in your full your, you're not even being honest like with yourself. So if, if you can't be honest with yourself, then you, you can't be, be honest, with, honest with nobody. Right. So dating has been one hell of a ride. <laughs> so what's going on with you and the guy uh, that um, took your virginity? So he took, well, I gave, my therapist says, I he didn't take your virginity. You gave him your virginity. Well, that is true. So I, I, that is I, true. It, it happened so crazy. He's a, he, he is, okay, how can I explain him? I like him a lot. I do like him a mm-hmm. lot. I think he's an awesome guy. He's very attentive, very charming. When we are together, he is just amazing. However, of course, there's some things you want to fix. I can imagine there's some things he want to fix about me. He probably think my mouth is dangerous. <laughs> because when I don't get my way, I just go off. But... <laughs> the initial process, it was very painful. Oh my god. Oh yeah, girl. But I lost I lost my virginity, I think when I was like um nineteen. Oh, it hurt so bad. Oh God. Yeah, it hurts. Let's <laughs> have feeling good. Yeah, yeah you you right girl. Cause <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, so when you coming back? <laughs> uh... <laughs> You gonna get oh, addicted, God. girl. And the the we are just I guess we're in the courting stage, trying to get to know each other, figure out what we're doing, how this is gonna work out. He says I'm the mm-hmm. first trans woman that he's ever been with. And oh, so he so what is is he is he gay? Is he straight? Is he what? 
is he gay or is he straight? Or? Well, no, he's not gay because I'm his I'm his woman. Wow. Tra- trans women are women. On the spectrum of womanhood, right. you have cisgender women, which you are cisgender women. You was born biologically female. Whereas so that's what that's what you call gender yes. identity, and that's why you're considered okay. cisgender, and I'm, I'm considered transgender because biologically I was born a male, I transitioned, and now I am a woman, but I'm on the opposite of end of the spectrum of womanhood. However, we're both women. It's just two right. different types of women. You're like, why do you think people get? That I confused? think people get that confused because they root it back to genitalia. If you have a vagina, you're a woman. Mm. If you have a penis, you're a man. They don't associate gender identity with sexuality. They don't think, okay, like my sexuality can be more than just my penis or my vagina. Because truthfully, those two organs are reproductive organs. They have nothing to do with identity. Right, right. Their their use is to produce offsprings. (laughs) They have right. nothing to do with expression. Because <laughs> a lot of people get gender identity and sexual orientation yeah, confused. So I'm glad that you did yeah. touch on that. Yeah, They get it confused. And I just don't think people want to educate themselves on the process as well. They don't want to because they've been told that it's the worst thing that you could ever be. Which is sad. Yeah. What are some misconceptions that you want to clear up about the transgender community well okay let me see one because i know for one like what you mentioned with the gender identity that's yes, a good one another, i identify as a yeah. woman but my sexual orientation can be your sexual or. orientation can be whatever you want it to be you could be exactly. asexual pansexual <laughs> whatever you feel like bisexual right. trisexual whatever you want to be um let me see another misconception um, my aunt, I, I remember when I just, I had, remember when I just transitioned, my aunt said that I was just very over the top. I don't know if, and I've heard that a lot where they will have this misconception that trans people, or maybe just gay people in general, that they're just over the top and over exerting. I don't think that's true. Over exerting themselves, trying to gain attention. And it's, it's nothing like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, think- I have a lot of gay friends and they don't act. A lot of them be chill. I think I be over the top. <laughs> <laughs> and they be like, girl, calm down. So when I first transitioned, um, I had not transitioned at work for a while. So mm-hmm. I was doing the whole thing of my breasts were growing, my face is changing, my body is changing. But I was going to work and I was wearing a badge that identified myself as my previous name. And I was trying to lay low. Damn, but how did that make you feel? Oh, like it you was, was a disconnect because while I'm at home, I am who I no, am. No, you fucking going. And then when I right. get to work, I have, I'm this other person. And then I have to turn off for a moment while I'm at those hours that I'm at work. I have to accept people calling me him and sir. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, my God. I thought that was driving you crazy. It was horrible. It was the worst experience oh. I could have ever gone through was there ever a time where they called you by your previous name so you didn't answer because you don't go by that name no more what happened was i went to my director and my boss and i was like listen i'm going to transition i'm giving you a heads up because i'm going to come in here different look different i'm i'm mm." how 
how did he how did your boss take it my bosses were very respectful they were so happy for me they went out of their way to make sure the process was done properly it even got down to the ceo of where i work and they were like listen we want to make sure this is done correctly we want to make sure that you have a smooth transition because you're here in the healthcare field we want to make sure that you we were reparate. We we are we're in an age now. We want to provide care to everybody, and we're want to, we want to be inclusive, and we think that this is amazing. And you know that says a lot. Yeah. A lot of these companies only giving no fuck, y'all, and that's that's really sad because you have to work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah. And so they were doing like little meetings with the staff, like, listen, this is about to happen. She is coming. We're not accepting anything less than you being respectful. Keep your own personal views to yourself. And it was ingrained in them before I got there. So when I got there, mm. it was a matter of when, okay, when is she coming? You take time off? No, what I did was I wait. I didn't give anybody a specific time. Only people that knew the time when I was going to, it was going to happen was my director, my bosses. And I'm like, this is the day I'm coming. But I didn't tell them. My staff members, like my coworkers or nothing. I was like, I didn't, I didn't tell them. And so one day when I got to work and I was sitting in my lounge, one of the my coworkers said, "Hey, are you new here?" And I'm like, wow. I said, "No, you know who I am." She said, "Oh my god!" <laughs> she was like, "Finally, I keep seeing your pictures of you, and I never get to see you in person." Oh my god! I was like, yes. "Oh, that must." It was, really they were good. really really nice, but the onset was nice. But when the, after time went past, it was just like, okay, I thought that I would be embraced by black women. Oh, wow. I thought that I would be embraced more. I thought that they would take you- me under their wing and like show me the ropes. I thought, wow. What was the, some of the challenges with that? That didn't happen. I got more talked about than some than it being situations where they were extending an olive branch to say, "Hey, girl, do this. Hey, girl, this is how you should do this, and wear your hair and your nails and blah blah blah." It was ne- it was like that camaraderie was not there. So I was going to work for a period of time. I was very miserable because I'm going to work. It's just like everybody's staring at me, and no one is like really trying to jump out the window to help me and I don't know if they felt like they needed to because I'm not their child wow I think I was searching for that type of um I wouldn't say acceptance that type of help because my mom had cut me off I told you I'm just about to ask you I said I'm gonna do I'm gonna stop my hormones I'm transitioning all I know is time went on and she was like, you're going to start hormones. Really? Really? And I'm like, yes, this is what I'm doing. And she completely cut me off. And then I, I had... So when last time you spoke huh? to her? When last time you spoke today. to her? It's different now. Now The relationship okay, is different now, but in the beginning, okay, good. she cut me off. My father cut me off. My brother... What about him? Do you, have you, you still see Me and my dad? dad don't have a relationship because I guess he doesn't understand it. He says that right. I'm crazy now. He calls me crazy. Sometimes people call people crazy out of fear because they he don't doesn't know, understand they don't it. Understand. He don't know nothing about. Right. He probably never thought that he was gonna ever have a transgender child. <laughs> and it is a lot of times 
people be thinking that it's a phase when this is really who you are. Mm-hmm. So I never had any like some people I have people ask me like was there something that happened to you as a child that made you do this I never was raped I never was molested I never was like my mother and father were married when I grew up I grew up in a household both of my parents were married my father worked my mother mm-hmm. didn't work she was home she cooked she cleaned she was always home so I grew up in I guess the the idea of home Right. My brothers aren't gay or le- or um transgender. My sister isn't a lesbian. How do your siblings feel about so, it? So my sister and I, my sister's older than me. And when I mm-hmm. told her that I wanted to transition, she basically told me, I don't agree with it. I don't think you should do it. I don't think it's safe. Why do you have to go and um do all of them she was scared for you no it's a little bit deeper <laughs> she was like i'm the only girl and i can't see you wow. as a girl because i'm the only girl and you know so it went from i'm scared for you to no 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 i'm the only girl you're you're not gonna be a girl so we didn't right. talk for a whole year one whole we didn't talk for a year she just texted me in january like happy new year i don't want to start the new year off without speaking to you I was like, okay, happy New Year. So I, because I feel like when uh, when we go through a lot of stuff, it can be lonely. Mm-hmm. So, what are some things that you did to keep your spirits? So high I built up a, a major online community. I got so much yeah. love from my online community, and there I have so many amazing friends who are like teaching me how to become the woman that I am today. I went and bought my mm-hmm. first bra. Girl, I bought a double D bra because I didn't know okay. how to buy a bra. How did it make you feel? I didn't know how to buy a bra, bra and I was by myself in Target and I'm like, Aww. how do I buy a bra? What size do I get? So I went on YouTube and YouTube taught me how to buy the bra sizes. <laughs> but you don't have anybody that you can I do, in? I do, but majority of the work comes from me. They have their own lives. I'm not a child. You're not a child, but I also think that we should be there for each other, you know? They were, though. I I had... Okay. They were. I'm not going to say nobody wasn't there for me, but a lot of the work, a lot of the understanding of my womanhood come from me doing the work by myself. A lot. Right. And I, it was just, it was normal for me, and I thought it was normal because I had been doing everything for myself since early on. That's all I knew was to take care of myself and be super duper independent. I'm not used to anybody ever doing anything for me. So that that was, I guess that was was my mental state. But they were, I have a lot of friends who I would confide in and like going through the whole name change process was very difficult. Why was it difficult? Um, first of all, it's very expensive. I think I spent like six hundred, no, seven hundred dollars getting my name and gender change. Oh, I had to wow. get letters. So tell us about that process. I had to get letters from my um, endocrinologist. I had to get letters from my primary doctor. I had to get a letter from my um, therapist, and all of them had to state, you know, that I've been going to, I've been on hormones, which is true, and I've been actively seeing a physician, and I'm. This is not something I'm doing out of me running away from like a debt or something. I'm really feeling like I'm a woman and I need this 
for me to oh, show complete. Oh, wow. People be doing that? And they going to get their name for... changed because they may have a lawsuit and they trying to run away from a lawsuit. Oh, wow. I didn't know that until I went and got my name. I didn't yes, know that people either. go and change their name trying to run away from child support. Criminal history. What? Yes, yes. They try, but they can't because Girl. the courts are so strict. Yeah, because people be trying to mm-hmm. scam the system. So it was a lengthy process. I had to go to the courts. And one of the great thing is I I couldn't afford it. So my um online community that I built on Instagram, I started to go find me and they 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 donated all of the money for me to change oh, wow. my name and gender. The whole seven hundred and fifty dollars came from my Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They Damn, that's amazing. And they I was actively campaigning and I was like, you guys, I need to get my name changed because I need this is this and this and this. And they were rooting for me. They were like, yo, we want to see you happy. And I was so surprised because I didn't think that nobody actually cared until that $750 came and it it happened. I was like, okay, wait. The light bulb went off like, okay. You got something that these people are enjoying, so you need to really develop who you right. are. Mm-hmm. No, that's yeah, amazing. So they did that. That's really beautiful. And the the issue came with my birth certificate because on my birth certificate they needed to change from male to female. And how long does the, how long does that process take? So I went to court. They gave me a court date. Went to the courts with all my documents and submit the documents gave me another mm-hmm. date to go meet with the judge got up there the judge grants it he goes through the documents he grants it then I have to go get a fingerprint and background level 3 fingerprint and background check which is a federal level government level after that once cleared I then um, then they'll let me know that if I was granted or denied then I go pick up the court order that says You've been granted um, your name change and your gender change. On it, he specifically put your your name and gender is changing on your social security, birth certificate, school records, any type of record that there exists, my name and gender is changed permanently. Oh, wow. And so now I, I went and got my ID, which says female. And that was a hassle too because I was going out and of course I looked like a woman, but I got a male ID. Oh, wow. oh, I didn't even think about that. That was so hard because yeah. the, the the bouncers and security are looking at me like, right. wow. They and they look you woman. up and down. They're sizing you up and down. Yeah. Everybody's just, it's like you feel ostracized. Oh, uh, and I, that had to be uncomfortable. I would have been It was very uncomfortable. So when I finally got that ID, and now when I strolled up to the door, he was like, okay, ma'am. I'm like, okay, you know, it feels amazing. Okay. <laughs> Damn, I didn't even think about that. Like things that you don't think nothing about. Girl, and TSA. It, oh God. Oh my god. Going through TSA. I didn't travel. When I didn't have my um ID changed, I did not travel because I said, Oh yes, I did. I traveled to Washington, DC. And I had to detransition mm-hmm. to travel. So what the problem was. My breasts are growing, my face are changing, is changing, but I gotta go on a flight. 
my ID is not updated. My ID shows a different person. Wait, so when you say detransition, that means you have to stop taking the hormones. Yes, I was already taking hormones. My body's changing. So what right. I did was, girl, I had just put my wig on. I had this some beautiful Malaysian curly hair. I went home <laughs> and took my wig off. Stripped myself of the everything. And I tried to hide my boobs under like a big shirt and I went to the airport, wow. tried to be basically, tried to look like the picture on my ID so that I could just get through TSA. Because I know if I go through TSA as I am, I'm not going to be able to get on this flight. They're going to turn me away. Wow. Mm-hmm. It was the most humiliating thing ever. Wow. So I got to D.C. I had an amazing time in D.C. And I came back from D.C. And I was like, okay, I need to get this name changed, this gender change on this ID. This can't, I can't do this no more. Wow. I'm very, I'm, I'm really happy that you was able to get all that taken care yeah, of. That's like I said, I think a lot of things that we take for granted to others, it may be like, yo, like, finally, yes. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's very eye-opening to hear you say that, so. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> so what is some what is uh some advice you would give to your younger self? You the advice I would give to my first of all, I would if I know what I know now, I would start my transition at sixteen. And the reason why I say I would start my transition earlier on is because you get better results. When you're younger, your body is not fully developed. You you have a chance for the hormones to do such tremendous things. And Wow, that is I true. started yeah. at twenty. Yeah, because you're young. You're, you're young, still, you're still growing. growing. You're still going through puberty, so now you you have the advantage of taking your hormones and really getting becoming that girl that you want to be. You really, you know, because right. when you take the hormones, they make your skin softer. They make your face more feminine. They you, they grow your breasts. They change the shape of your body, and so you have such a tender age that when it's happening, you can by the time you get in your twenties. You are developed. Speaking of hormones, what are some side effects? Oh from taking my! Hormones? I have nausea. Like certain smells wow. just make me want to vomit. Um, mm-hmm. mood, not, mood swings in the beginning, yes, because it's all chemical. The brain is powerful. Um, I would say also, um, cold sweats, hot flashes. Oh my god. Yes, really? it's as if you would think I was on a period, girl. Wow. All of those side effects and um, emotional. I've never been the emotional type. I was the type of, you know, if something happens, we either going to discuss it, we're going we gonna to do what we're going to need to do, and then I'm going to let it go. So you now probably I'm, crying I'm all crying over the place, my eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just emotional. And she was, and my therapist is like, this is what I told you. It's more than, your transition is more than a physical transition. You are mentally changing and it's all chemical. You know, on my um, previous episodes, I talk a lot about therapy Mm -hmm. and like I'm right now, I'm looking for a therapist because it takes time. It takes time to find that good therapy. Good therapist. Oh, that's my girl. My therapist Um, is like my sister. Oh God. I was about to ask you, how has therapy like helped you? My the therapy has been amazing because we got down to the root of a lot of things. Like the reason why oh, I was wow. doing certain things that I was doing. And she was like, 
you know, a lot of things you were doing, you were seeking validation because for a long time you felt invalidated. You were trying to get somebody to accept you because you, you always wanted your mom to accept you. So everybody you encounter, you want them to accept you. Yeah. So we got down to the root of that. We got down to the root of why I waited so long to have sex, which is because my mom had put in my head that if I had sex before marriage, you know, that's the worst thing before God. And you don't want to disobey God. Lord Jesus, no. She had that in my mind. And so a lot of things I was doing was based on what I was taught as a child. And I had to Mm -hmm. unlearn a lot. And make decisions mm. for myself on what it is that I want to do and get out right. of my own way. Mm. Impeding, you know, she makes me say affirmations every day. She makes me put myself mm-hmm. on the forefront and say, like, I need you to face those fears. And really, she said, I need you to talk about it. You don't have a chance to sit back and hold it in. You're going to talk about everything, even if it hurts. And you're going to cry it out. You're going to be happy, right. but you're going to discuss it and you're going to get it out of you. So I advise everybody to go get their mental health is so important. Please go get some mental health. Go, go to see somebody. And you know what? In our community, we don't talk a lot about mental health. Like I think now it's starting to become yeah. When you look at so many celebrities going through these big major meltdowns, you're like, okay, something is going on. Yeah, and the, the new age, That's... these kids are suffering a lot of um depression and what's it? They are anxiety and they're on these drugs. No, anxiety is real, and man. They they feel very anxious and they're scared, and it's just like, okay, what what is causing people to feel so much fear? What something mm-hmm. has to be going on and. And I, I used to be fearful to go places because I'm. My cousin used to tell me, "You when you come to a room, you don't even look at nobody in the eyes." Because I was so scared to look at people. Wow. Because I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna look at me. They're gonna know I'm trans. And if they know I'm trans, oh my god. So what if they know that you're trans? So what if they see that you are trans or you're transitioning? Every girl has to start somewhere. You're not gonna be like this most you're the most beautiful girl in the world when you first transition your body has to change you have to go through a whole process you have to really deconstruct and reconstruct like a lot of things have to transpire before you become the girl that you really want to be and you have to put in that work and i think it's also important that what you touch on is it's not you can't put no. a time on things like you have to go through that process you really got to go through the process so, I think that you have been very informative. I mean, I learned a couple <laughs> of things. But I think that the um, most importantly, what is some advice that you would give to our listeners? The most important the advice I give to any woman, and I'll say three things. Make yeah. sure that your mental health is in check. Health is well. Mental health and your physical health are in check. Make sure that you're healthy. Make sure that you're going to the doctors. You know what's going on in your body. You know how you're flowing. You know, and, and please make that the number one priority before anything. You know what's going on with your mind and body. Secondly, right. be the best version of you. Put yourself first because no one is going to take care of you. 
You are responsible for yourself. You have to do whatever it takes so that you can be happy. And if that means separating mm-hmm. yourself from people, if you got to separate yourself from your mama, do that. Do whatever you need to do because your happiness is a part of you having a healthy life and a healthy mental state. And lastly, I would say, bitch, be, be the baddest bitch in the room. Like, <laughs> like, like I just, I, you know, whenever I go anywhere, I'm just the baddest bitch in the room. I just am not going to let nobody upstage me because I just feel like I'm, I'm, I'm the greatest. And you got to walk around like that. Listen, I don't think that, listen, that's the best way to end this episode. Be the baddest bitch in the room. <laughs> Yo, thank you so much. Listen, guys, if y'all have any questions for my guests, please email me at hello at theprofessionalhomegirl.com. I'm going to make sure she gets these questions. <laughs> we might even have to do a follow-up with a Q&A. I think this was so informative. And you know one reason why I like your story? I think the reason why I like your story the most is because, like, you nothing happened to you for you to be like this you knew you was like this from jump yeah and i think a lot of people are gonna be able to relate to that and find like damn like it's gonna be comforting you know so Uh thank you so much um i really appreciate you for taking the time out your day um and until next time guys later in the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Got my PrevNA 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.